Welcome to Exploring the Mystical Side of Life with your host, Glenda Lang. Hi, this is Linda Lang from ThoughtChange.com. One of the things I've noticed when I work with my clients, especially as we work over a period of time, is that as we start clearing away some of that energetic debris that they have in their mind, body, spirit, that they have a deeper connection to their spirit. Their gifts start to develop their understanding and insights and self-awareness grow. And it's such a gift that we give ourselves when we can connect to our spirit. So today my guest is Laura Horwig, a spiritual counselor, a psychic and medium, and we're chatting about how to bring more spirit into your life. Welcome, Laura. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. So as a spiritual counselor, I would suspect that you guide your clients in bringing more spirit into their lives. Spirit as in our divine self. It's, it's spirit in the capital spirit in terms of it takes into everything into account. It takes in our internal beliefs about ourself, about things that are greater than us. And also spirit in the sense of others on the other side, uh, whether they be guides, loved ones, uh, uh, masters or angels that you're in contact with. So spirit is an umbrella uh, term for all those things. Wonderful for people who are on their spiritual path and they're already connecting to spirit in whatever way that works for them. But what about the people that aren't, that they haven't awakened to that? spiritual calling yet oh interesting um what i think is most powerful for most people in that situation to really start developing that connection is meditation uh, i don't think there's anything more powerful that start to connect you uh, to your spirituality and also to your physicality okay it's spirit uh, meditation does both those things and it also helps you better connect to the world around you so it's, it's a multifaceted, holistic approach for people to really start awakening to their own spirituality and everything around them. You can go into meditation without a spiritual intention. Exactly. Open that door up. Exactly. And that's actually, you know, that's actually, I think, a, a way that a lot of people start their awakening. Because there you get into meditation for other reasons, to handle stress, to handle anxiety, uh, to get better sleep. And all of a sudden they start discovering this connection. And that's kind of the, um, the catalyst, I guess is the best word, to get them started to think and feel more about their own spirituality and their own connection. And walking in nature. and That's another way. In fact, that's a way I myself started in my youth started a real spiritual connection actually i i would say that's where i found my church nature being in the outdoors became my church where i celebrated where i connected to uh, all those things greater than myself and i had several actually very interesting experiences in nature uh, spiritual experiences i actually had one very powerful experience when i was around 15 of an out-of-body experience that changed my entire life and it changed the way that I viewed the world. 
and the way that I viewed myself in it. So, you know, everybody comes in a different way and there is no right way or wrong way. Um, everybody's kind of led on their own path. And I think a lot of people who are very um, analytical and very rational, all of a sudden they're seeing this merging of physics and science and spirituality. And I think a lot of people are coming through that door as well. Yeah. And I think there's room to find spirit really in anything that you have passion for. When you get into that kind of Zen zone, it just mm -hmm. opens the doors to deeper connection. Well, that's the thing. There's, you know, there's that different button for everybody. Actually, you're right. Anything that you're passionate about is a way to lead yourself towards the spiritual life within. Especially if it quietens the mind, right? Yes, absolutely. Because we want to quiet the mind. Actually, we want our concentration on the nattering to stop. Okay, then we can we can uh, focus and be mindful about other things rather than just all that monkey mind stuff that's going on in the background. And a little bit earlier, you mentioned some of the benefits to connecting spiritually about how you view yourself and how the world perspective actually changes. Is, yeah. And it can change pretty profoundly, really. Yes, really radically, actually. I think the thing when I was talking about that outer body experience I had out in nature on that rock climbing was the fact that it absolutely solidified for me that everything was one. We were all one. You know, there was this big, vast pool of energy. And that was the other thing, the, the connection to being energy as opposed to physical. And this is a big thing. The realization that we are spiritual beings having a physical experience as opposed to physical beings having a spiritual experience. Once you realize that, it changes your perspective on just about everything. Because then your focus is on your spiritual being as opposed to your physical. And that's when we can really start to grow and look at things from a different perspective because it affects the way you look at other people. You know, instead of just looking at this physical person and this physical body and what they look like and even, you know, to some extent how they act and their personality, we start looking at them, wow, there's got to be an infinite spiritual being in that person. You know, we're connected on a level most people don't even think about. And I think that makes people behave differently. You know, you see people treating people differently when you're looking at it from the perspective of you're looking at that we're all connected, that they're a spiritual being and you're a spiritual being, and we're all connected to everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything. Nature, animals, everything in our physical world, all these other living beings, that we are all part of them as well. Not just people, but all living beings. Trees and, and animals and it just changes the way that people act, the way that people think about things. And, um, you know, we need more of that. And, and it's happening. And if you really start to really observe these things on a different level, then you start seeing them and you think, wow, maybe the world isn't quite what I thought it was. And that's what changes people, you know, not reciting dogma, not, you know, having all these, these practices that we were taught in so many, and not just in churches, but also just 
from day-to-day living, it just changes your perspective. And that's what I think is most important for people because that's what's going to change our world. When we start seeing things every in our everyday life and we start treating each other differently. And when I say each other, I not only mean humans, I also mean animals, the earth, nature, trees, you know, all, all those things. You make a really good point, Laura, because in the spiritual community or on the spiritual path, mm-hmm. it's possible to have just as much dogma as in religion. I have to do this, this, and this, and this, and then I become enlightened. But that's not how enlightenment works. No, no, it's not. We have to get past some of this dogma in terms of ascension because there's this this real belief that's been out there for a while and it's been accented in some communities that ascension is about leaving the body. And that's not what ascension is. Ascension is about taking our physical body and raising its vibration and ascending that we're still going to be physical, but we're going to be a lot closer to our light body experience than we have, because that's the way that I've been shown that we originally came to this planet. Okay. We came in light bodies and we, and slowly we became more and more and more physical till we got to where we are now, which we're very densely physical. And we're really unwinding that. And we're going back to where, we were more of a spiritual being in yes a physical body but in a much higher vibrating body on a much higher vibration so that's what we're really working towards we're not working towards getting out of here and leaving and going someplace else we are meant to transform this earth this life this physicality into a spiritual form of a higher vibration we had that same teaching in my Huna studies. It's not about reaching up for spirit, Mm -hmm. leaving this dimension and reaching up. It's about bringing that spirit down into this reality and changing this reality. How do we bring spirit into our lives? It's those concepts and knowing that spirituality is an everyday practice. You are spiritual. You are a spiritual being. So everything that you do should flow from that and not the other way around. You know, it's not we're physical and we're trying to do all these, um, you know, read all these spiritual teachings, do all these spiritual ceremonies. All those things are wonderful and they help us to become more aware of ourselves and what's going on in the universe. But it's really about having that connection to the, our, our authentic self, our soul self. And let's face it too, there's only a very small portion. Our soul energy is massive, okay? There's only a very small portion of that energy that can actually fit in a human body. This is what a lot of people don't realize. That's where this whole concept of uh, over soul or higher self came from in the beginning, because that's where all really the majority of our soul resides because it simply can't fit into a human body. But that energy is what animates the human body. Okay. So we are much more than our human body. Absolutely. And yet we're connected to that higher self or the greater part of us, uh, whether we're conscious of it or not. Or not. Yeah. But if we are conscious of it, And we want to connect with it to develop our gifts or 
evolve on our path or for guidance, whatever reason, have you any tips for the listeners about connecting to their higher self? Well, it's, it's all about getting quiet. Okay. Stopping that busy mind, allowing yourself to have the time. Okay. If you're not meditating, even just sitting quietly and contemplating being outside, going for a walk, you know, doing a, I consider hiking and walking in nature um, a walking meditation, okay? Um, the problem with our incredibly busy lives now is we're just not making space for a lot of that, okay? We're just so distracted by, you know, computers and everybody's always on their phone and people aren't even talking to each other, let alone thinking about what they're feeling or maybe about what they're thinking. You know, and there's movies and people self-medicating with too many, you know, with drugs and alcohol, all these things disconnect us and don't allow us to really connect to who we really are, to our authentic selves. And, you know, a lot of the, the masks that we wear and the uh, programming that we've had from our parents because they were programmed and, you know, the programming and the, the brainwashing that we get in school and from TV and all those things, all these things, I call it the muck that's, that sort of settles over us and we have to kind of scrape it all off in order to just get down to who we really, who we really are. And there's so many things and so many people that throughout our life have been telling us who we are. And this is another part of it. If you really, you know, people talk in the spiritual community about finding your passion and all that. I, I don't like using that word. Actually, my guides and, and spirit have directed me to counsel people to follow your curiosity okay follow what lights you up okay because we use these catchphrases like you were talking about dogma even in, in the spiritual community okay and one of them is follow your passion well a lot of people what does that mean okay <laughs> this is what i'm saying we need to have spirituality so it's meaningful to people and there's something very nurturing about connecting to spirit that kind of fills that void yes because you're connecting with yourself you realize that there's a spark of god within you okay instead of going to somebody else you know a priest or a rabbi or whatever that's supposed to connect you to god or something greater than yourself doesn't matter what term you want to use that you realize that you can actually do that directly okay that's when it becomes useful and it means something to people because they know that they don't have to depend on somebody else, okay? Or going somewhere else, okay? Or being in a specific place in order to connect with those feelings. And once you learn how to do it, it's so quick and so easy oh, yeah. that it takes no time at all. You can be just about anywhere as long as you can get to that quiet spot. Yep. Because it's there inside you all the time anyways. You know, people think you too, that you have to be in a, a literally a quiet place. Okay. Now that helps. Quiet in but, here is quite well, Exactly. <laughs> this is what we're talking about being quiet. Okay. You could be like, I've been in some very loud, noisy places. And this is, this is part, again, of developing your spiritual muscle, okay? And this is what, you know, all the great, especially the Eastern 
spiritual teachers talk about, about having that peace and that quiet within, regardless of what's going on around you. Okay. And this is why practices like yoga and meditation are so powerful because they help you to find that quiet space within, regardless of what's going on outside you. The more you practice, the more you get in touch with it, and the more you work with your authentic self, your spiritual self, your soul energy, whatever label you want to put on it, the greater, the stronger it is, and the less that all these other things are able to distract you. So, and that's the important thing. Um, yes, it's lovely to be in these plates, these restful, quiet places and retreats and, you know, out in beautiful nature or meditating in a really quiet place. That's wonderful. But again, if you can't go out into this crazy world and have a way of maintaining that peace within, again, it's not really helping you. And there's nothing wrong with that energy, but I've, I've been shown that that's a very old energy because we're, that's retreating from the world. Okay. That, that's an old energy concept. And right now we're meant to be in the world. And there's that lovely concept. Uh, it's actually in the Bible, I believe, of being in the world, but not of it. And that's what it really means. It means being out in the everyday world, but having that peace within that allows you to kind of push all that craziness aside. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that when you connect with spirit regularly, that your life will be super smooth sailing and there will be no oh. challenges. No, absolutely not. You know what? In fact, it's the opposite. This is another little piece of dogma that kind of makes me crazy. That there's this belief that when you become a spiritual person and you get on your spiritual path, that everything, you suddenly become a flower child and everything is, is wonderful and easy and simple. Actually, I found the exact opposite to be true. Okay. Because the more you become the connected, the more you become aware, I think you're held to a higher standard. Number one, there's more of an expectation on you. And you are aware of all these things that you need to release and work on in yourself. Which is yes. a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because the people who are walking awake who haven't entered that waking up process, there's so many things that are going on within them and around them that they're not even conscious of. So they can't even heal them. They can't release them. They can't even work on them. Because Spirit has showed me over and over again, you cannot heal healing equals release to me, okay, in a big way. That's something else they've shown me over and over again. And you can't release anything until you're consciously aware of it. Because as long as it remains in your subconscious and you're not aware of it, you can't heal it. And it doesn't mean that it isn't there and it doesn't mean that it doesn't affect you. Sooner or later, it will come up for healing. Absolutely. It's affecting people every day, okay? Because a lot of these things that are all subconscious, they're causing havoc in people's lives. And the only way that they can heal it is to be and get rid of that root cause, okay? And that's something that connecting with spirit does do for you. It, it makes you more resilient. It does. I use my gifts to help people make their lives make sense and have more peace and healing in their life. So 
these core issues, spirit always goes for those core issues. Okay. They always identify those, whether it's something in this lifetime, uh, but also if it's coming from a past life, because a lot of people have triggers and issues from past lives that are affecting them now in their current lifetime. And they're going like, I don't understand where this came from, you know, and they just can't understand it. And they, they'll end up going to, you know, your traditional counselors or analysts and they're like, I'm not getting any results because they keep looking for something in this lifetime. And the actual core issue that's causing their problem is actually coming from a past life, which is why they're not healing. How wonderful that we live in this time where there's so many healing modalities that can deal with things. Absolutely. Energetically. Okay. And that's why I look at spirit with a capital S. That's the energy of everything. Okay. And my guides, my team, it's like um, when we get hooked up into talking about um, hierarchies and names and all these things of different, you know, who are my, you know, I have, I always tell people, don't even ask me who your guides are, okay? Because I've been told over and over that they don't care what you call them. You could call them Bob, Sally, and Sue, and they would be perfectly happy with that because it really doesn't matter. The only thing that matters to them is that you're making some effort to connect with them. And they're only concerned about that so that they can help you better. Because the better you're connected to your guides, if you want to call them that, your guides, your angels, whatever, masters, whatever you want to call them, the better the connection that you have with them, the more that they can help you. And this is another way that we can bring spirituality into our day-to-day lives if we worked and we're open to connecting more deeply with our guidance, that's going to make our whole everyday life a lot easier and more fulfilling. It's just about time to wrap up. Is there any last thing you'd like to share? I think the biggest thing is don't be afraid to do it your own way. And it's really not that anybody can tell you what your spiritual path should be. Okay. I think it was Rumi who said, if your path is laid out in front of you and you can see it, it's not your path. It's somebody else's. Okay. So don't follow the trail that's well marked. Go off on your own and find your own way. And that's where you're going to find what you connect to because everybody's different. And it's really important that you find the things that you connect to and you use those in your life, whether that works for somebody else or not. Beautiful advice. It is your path and your path alone. Alone. Exactly. So don't be afraid to follow it. Fantastic. Laura, please share your contact information with us. So it's www.spiritspeaks2.me or you can visit me on my Facebook group um, and it's just Spirit Speaks to Me. Thanks for watching this week's edition of Exploring the Mystical Side of Life. You'll find us on YouTube, iTunes, Anchor.fm, Spotify, and on PodCoin, the platform that gives you points for listening to your favorite podcasts. Come and visit me at thoughtchange.com. You can pick up your copy of Learning to Listen. That's it for this week. Bye for now.